Hi, I'm Zoe Miguel Nixon, and today we'll be talking about Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. She don't mind what you say. It's okay, Welcome back to the Pop Culture Papers. If this is your first time joining me, the Pop Culture Papers is where I look back at papers I wrote when I was an undergrad, when I was consuming a lot of pop culture for a lot of different classes, reflect on those times and what has changed. So as you may have noticed, uh, this episode is a week and a day late. Um, there wasn't a new episode last week. I got really busy with student teaching and it's great, but it's also kicking my butt, especially time-wise. And hopefully by next week, it'll I'll have a definite answer about whether I'll be going bi-weekly or still trying to do the weekly show. I fully intend on doing the full 25-week run with some special guests, but as I've been trying to put into practice over the past few years, I want to do the best by you, my listeners, and give you the best possible episodes I can, as well as doing the best by myself, and just get proper sleep and care, because I'd be lying if I said grad school isn't hard. <laughs> um, so that's just my PSA to take care of yourself, and I'll keep you updated on the schedule. Also exciting update, I got my first dose of the Pfizer vaccine because I'm a student teacher and I highly recommend you get any version that's available to you. I need to get back to concerts like I detail in this paper. <laughs> um, so if we could all just, you know, be safe, get vaccinated, that would be amazing. As you caught the title, we are talking about everyone's favorite gateway pop punk classic, Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. This was the first big assignment of my last semester in my writing about music class. Uh, while I don't remember the full prompt, this was titled when I found it the first song assignment, so I believe it was to write a narrative about the first time we remember hearing a song. I love this class a lot because a lot of what I want to talk about is music, evidently. I worked in music, I lived in live music, it's important and constant to me, and I really love this class. My professor was super cool, and he was so nice to me, even when I was falling apart towards the end, which I will detail more in future episodes, but um, yeah, he was great. I think the essay speaks for itself, so I'll fill in the blanks as we go in terms of uh, personal context, but for now, let's talk about Ocean Avenue. Ocean Avenue was released on February 24th, 2004. It's a song that's credited with launching Yellow Card into the mainstream and what ultimately made them warp to our mainstays. Former guitarist Ben Harper stated that the song is about Jacksonville, Florida, saying, It's a place where we used to hang out in Jacksonville. Instead of talking about a girl, it's about a scene and a feeling that we want to get back to hanging out and writing before we moved back to California. With it perpetually spinning on Total Request Live, or as many of us remember it, TRL, and on radio, it's forever recognizable to anyone from the ages 20 to 40. <laughs> the song was certified double platinum, and the song was on their major label debut of the same name at Capitol Records. Yellow Card released six more records before their last run in 2016 with their self-titled album. And without much further ado, because this is already a very personal essay, here's the paper titled, If I Could Find You Now. I was six, staring at the flowery wallpaper in my grandma's home. There was nothing particularly interesting happening on said wall, but I had a tendency to zone out. It was all I could do when I wasn't entertaining my three-year-old brother and waiting for my parents to get home from work. Someone had turned on my silver and blue boombox to Radio Disney, which was mind-numbingly saccharine with pop hits by... Hilary Duff, Christina Aguilera, and Beyonce. Pause here. 
that sounds meaner than I mean it to be. I'm just saying that they were pop hits and they were always on radio. <laughs> I didn't mean anything mean by that, I promise. I also consumed a lot of that. Okay, back to the paper. Not to say that's not what I liked, but between that and K-Earth Oldies, I hadn't heard anything much different than those two giants of music. I was suddenly brought out of that state, playing that my young brain could only describe as crunchy, and instead of zoning out, I was concentrating on the words, the sounds, that violin. It was like hearing music for the first time. I had never heard such angst, happiness, and sadness in one song. Never heard anyone talking about young love running away from their hometown in hopes of staying together by unseen forces pulling them apart. Of course, I didn't hear the song exactly like this. I was only six. But I did think about the number of times I had already moved four times and the friends I had left behind, hoping we still keep in touch because I like them a lot. You always like your friends a lot as a kid. I didn't know the emotion, but it was a profound sadness that washed over me when I first really listened to that line. The sadness that was there for a minute melted away into another new emotion. Hope. Hopes of being reunited with people I learned to love and love in the purest, most childlike sense of the word before we grew up and found that love could be a fickle thing or that it could be used against us. Pause there. What was I talking about? <laughs> I think I was very cynical in this time because this is even before my like, I don't know, trying to attempt to date again. This was like literally right before and I hadn't like tried in two and a half years. And so I'm really wondering what I meant by this. I think it might have just been tangentially like what I saw with my friends or maybe even that that first thing that relates to this, but who knows? I, I have a point, but also, huh? <laughs> From that day in 2003, whenever someone asked me about my favorite song, I would most definitely say Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. The reaction to that was never surprising as I found most people I told shared the sentiment. Maybe it wasn't their favorite song ever, like it was mine, but they'd say something to the effect of, I love that song. That's a good one. What's Yellow Card up to these days? Or the rare, huh, I haven't heard that one. The last one signaling one of two things. I'm getting old and should start hanging out with people my age. Or they were extremely sheltered, but maybe it was just so omnipresent in my own life. I shouldn't assume that was the soundtrack of everyone's life as well. Fast forward to 2016. I'm 19, getting ready to go to Frostbite's, my dessert shop job, and scrolling through my phone mindlessly as you do when a statement stops me in my tracks. Yellow card announcing their breakup. Unexpected tears pool in my eyes as I come out of my room to tell my siblings. They're sympathetic because they know what a single song has meant to me, but their faces are nearly blank slates. Oh, wow, my brother said. I was the one sibling who purposefully immersed myself in the warped tour scene culture, whereas they went what others would call a cooler route. I was never cool despite coming into this phase later than most do in life, but I realized neither was anyone else who truly listened to this music. It's a community of people who didn't have a traditional high school experience. 
Or sometimes it was too traditional and they needed something else. Something quote-unquote weird. I knew my siblings didn't get it entirely, but the effort was there when they listened to me go on and on about bands that they wouldn't have heard of otherwise. I'm going to this farewell tour, I boldly declared as I wiped tears from my eyes, sighed, and then left for my shift. This felt like an end. To what? I didn't know, but it hit me harder than I thought. This song was in the background of my mind, soundtracking every carefree move in my life. Would it still be there knowing the last time I hear it live would be the last time ever? Ooh, 22-year-old me was in this for the dramatics. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I had a lot of emotions about this song, evidently. (laughs) Four months later, I'm in the backseat of my close friend Nicole's car with Maritza, another best friend. It's noon, but we're so excited. We leave early to get lunch and then wait in line. We revel in the camaraderie of others who arrived early to get spots and reminisce in Yellow Card's hits back to when it was a simpler time for all of us. We move from spot to spot, in line, in the venue, in place when we find a nice spot at the barricade of a tier in the observatory in Santa Ana to avoid the madness of the pit. Not too long after, we're screaming along to way away empty apartment and only one with a renewed mixture of angst and happiness you only experience at a band's last tour. Last tour. Those words still hurt me today. The show is coming to a close when we hear the crunchy guitar kick in and the crowd erupts in screams of joy. I realize this is my last chance. I make a beeline into the pit, pushing through people and sweat. I find a guy who's tall and tap his shoulder. He looks, he turns to look at me and while I have his attention, I point toward the ceiling. He nods and tap a guy of a similar size and points down. It's like speaking in emo code. (laughs) The strangers nod and they both get down on one knee facing each other in front of me and cradling their hands together. I'm flying through the air above the crowd. They're moving me and helping me stay up. A perfect view of the stage I've never seen before as I see my favorite song ever being played almost directly to me as I move towards Yellow Card. I fall into the arms of a security guard in black who tells me to exit to the left, but not before I make eye contact with Sean Mack and their violinist. I'm in a half second daze before scurrying back to my friends. We stay in our collective reverie as the violin and guitars end the song in the band's last show in Santa Ana. I don't remember where I was or even when I first heard the song, but I remember where I was when I realized the song meant something to me, and after the show, I knew why it did. I've been reunited with a feeling of love that I found in this song with this community and my friends, the one I thought I lost with every move as a kid. I'm not going to say Ocean Avenue is a state of mind, but where that road takes you can be somewhere truly beautiful. And so that was the story of my very first crowd surf, (laughs) if you couldn't tell. So yeah, what has changed since basically all of that took place? Um, 
I definitely lost the Ocean Avenue album in a move. My parents got it for me, or more accurately, accurately, my mom at a garage sale got me this album when I was very young, and I know I lost it in a move, and I'm very sad about it. I think the biggest thing that's changed is that Ocean Avenue is no longer my all-time favorite song, but it is still in my top five favorites. After listening to it again and reading this essay, which I was reading for the very first time as I was saying it to you guys, um, obviously I didn't go through it this time, as you might have been able to tell, but, um, yeah, it's definitely my second favorite song of all time. My new favorite is Rivers and Roads by The Head and the Heart, which gives me a very similar feeling, but in a way that's out of a lived-in feeling and knowing you'll see your loved ones again, whereas Ocean Avenue is a youthful nostalgia. I love them both a lot still. <laughs> As you may have noticed in the story, we got lunch before the concert, and um, that launched me into a weird existential crisis after the concert that... Where this concert might have been the catalyst to a week-long flirtation with the cashier at this restaurant um, later this very month that ended in my first kiss, but that's definitely a different story for a different time. I will not tell it on the podcast because there's not much more to it than that, but um, that, that, that happened. <laughs> I worked at the House of Blues during their very last show and that energy was entirely unmatched sold out and surrounded by people who really love the music while it's not my work anymore and I'm not tied to the scene so much music especially this song is not something I can or want to separate myself from it really is life-giving and that's all I have for you today thanks so much for listening to this episode please rate review subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast the five star ratings on apple Podcasts have meant so much to me so thank you so much Big thank you to Mandala for letting me use their song, She Don't Mind, as my theme song. This was all written, edited, produced, and artwork by me. You can find us on Instagram at Pop Culture Papers and on Twitter at Pop Culture Paper. And if you're interested in reading the paper with its full set of references, I will be editing this one just a little bit and uploading it on Monday, so watch out for it on socials. And... I'll see you next week as we live to write another day. Bye!